Welcome to God's Truth. I'm your instructor, Dr. D. Todd Harrison, as we continue to flood the world with God's truth. We welcome you throughout all the world this day and, and in the future days and in the future years. Whenever you come across this video, know that there are millions of videos out on the social media platforms. The fact that you're here today, God has led you here by the power of his Holy Spirit. So therefore, let's pay attention today. Let's learn and listen and hearken to the Spirit to see what the Spirit of God has to tell and to teach us here in the year 2024 or whenever you may be seeing this, if you see this in future years as well, know that there are applicable lessons being taught today that will be applicable to all people at all times and in all places. Today we're continuing our teaching series this year on the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. And we are now moving into Second Nephi. We just completed the first book of First Nephi, just how quick the year is going. Now we go to Second Nephi as we continue to see how the Book of Mormon prophets testify of Jesus Christ. And to their testimony and witness, I add my own testimony and witness, that he lives. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. He is our Lord, our God, our King, our Redeemer, our Savior, our all. Let's sit at the feet of him whose we are and listen to the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit teach us this day. Let's look down to your Book of Mormons. If you have a Book of Mormon, uh, preferably you'll open it up. If you don't have access to Book of Mormon, you can go to churchofjesuschrist.org. Dot .org, and you can look up an electronic version as well uh, for the Book of Mormon uh, study here this day. Okay, so let's begin with Second uh, Nephi 1 and verses 1 through 9. It says, And now it came to pass that after I, Nephi, had made an end of teaching my brethren, our father, Lehi, also spake many things unto them. Now, of course, that's the way that it works in the church right the junior leaders uh, preach and teach first and then there's always the concluding speakers the presiding authority so here nephi teaches his brothers and now lehi is going to be the final concluding speaker uh, due to his seniority in god's kingdom lehi also many things unto them and rehearsed unto them how great things the lord had done for them and bringing them out of the land of jerusalem and he spake unto them concerning their rebellions upon the waters and the mercies of God and sparing their lives. That many times they kept partying and, and committing wickedness and they would, uh, you know, tie Nephi up and God could have easily just wiped them out. But due to his mercies, he continued to spare their lives to give them every last chance to repent of their sins. They come unto him and be saved. That they were not swallowed in the sea. And he also spake unto them concerning the land of promise, which they had obtained. How merciful the Lord had been in warning us that we should flee out of the land of Jerusalem. And not just Jerusalem, but us in our own lives. He will, as we hearken to him and listen to his spirit, he will warn us of the dangers in our own time, that Jerusalem's in our own time and, and place. And if we listen to the spirit, he will deliver us and and tell us how to get out of there, just like Lehi and his family left Jerusalem. For behold, said he, I have seen a vision in which I know that Jerusalem is destroyed, and had we remained in Jerusalem, we should have also 
perish. And as we refuse to uh, listen to the Holy Ghost and listen to the warnings and the promptings of the Spirit, then we shall also be destroyed just as they were in Jerusalem. Verse 5, but said he, notwithstanding our afflictions, we have obtained the land of promise. God has promised us throughout our lives. Not only would he not spare us from having afflictions, but he's promised us that we will have afflictions, but he will be faithful and, and help us through our afflictions as we turn to him in those times of need. A land which is choice above all other lands, a land which the Lord God hath covenanted with the with me should be a land for the inheritance of my seed. And so is the celestial kingdom of our God. It shall be an inheritance for us and an inheritance for our seed as we are faithful to him. Yea, the Lord hath covenanted this land unto me and to my children forever, and also all those who should be led out of other countries by the hand of the Lord. Wherefore, I, Leha, and so it is again, and we're given the spiritual allegorical uh, meaning here of being prompted by the Holy Ghost, inasmuch as a lot of you from are different parts of the world, and so we want to leave off uh, here uh, the maybe direct fulfillment of these verses as to what part of the world we're uh, directly talking about here, and instead learn the great spiritual truths uh, behind this. So, and uh, be led out of other countries by the hand of the Lord. Well, be led out of other churches by the hand of the Lord. Those of you are in churches that uh, worship a false God and a false Jesus Christ, the gods of the, of the creeds rather than the biblical God and the biblical Jesus Christ, instead worship this credo God that was created three to 500 years after the Bible was written. So God will lead you out of that false form of worship, out of those false churches, unto the true church, the true kingdom of God. Verse 7, wherefore this land is consecrated unto him who shall bring this church is consecrated to him, to the very Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if it so be that they shall serve him according to commandments which he hath given, it shall be a land of liberty unto them. Wherefore they shall never be brought down into captivity. If so, it shall be because of iniquity. For if iniquity shall abound, cursed shall be the land for their sakes. But unto the righteous it shall be blessed forever. And behold, it is wisdom that this land should be kept as yet from the knowledge of other nations. For behold, many nations would overrun the land, that there would be no place for an inheritance. Why does the church grow so so slowly among the world? Why doesn't God just come down from heaven and declare the church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints is his church, and all of you have to repent and join it or you'll be uh, smitten and, and cursed and uh, killed off? Well, it would overrun the church if suddenly we had that much uh, people from all nations suddenly trying to join the church. Okay, so they, and uh, verse, um, as they, um, and as, as you prosper, you'll prosper upon the, uh, you know, within the church and, and uh, you'll be blessed with all that you need as you continue to humble yourselves before the Lord and keep his commandments. And if it so be that they shall keep his commandments, they shall be blessed upon the face of this land or blessed from being members of this church. And there shall be none to molest them, not to take away the land or their church or this church 
of their of their inheritance, and they shall dwell safely forever. It was prophesied by Joseph Smith that if we, you know, basically if we remain faithful to God and keep righteousness, that the priesthood should not be taken from the earth until the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, how literal you want to take that? I think there's also a warning in there. In this verse here, right, if we're, if we're faithful as a church, this church shall not be taken from us. Uh, but, you know, churches never, every time that God's restored a church, never lasted, you know, for more than a couple hundred years or so uh, at a time. So we need to make sure we continue to help edify each other and continue to keep each other on the covenant path so that this church shall not be taken from us, that God will continue to bless those of us who are members of his church and kingdom until he comes back to rule and reign as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Okay, so that's a great first uh, part here. Let's look at 10 through 11. But behold, when the time cometh that they shall dwindle in unbelief after they have received so great blessings from the hand of the Lord. We've seen that today. We're seeing that on social media and other places where there's a bunch of people who used to be members of the church who have lost their faith. They, they're dwindling in unbelief. After they've received the great blessings of being baptized and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, having a knowledge of the creation of the earth and of all man, uh, knowing uh, the great marvelous works of the Lord from the creation of the world, they, they were taught and they learned the truth of God. Having power given unto them to do all things by faith, a lot of them received the priesthood, and they dwindled in unbelief and have left the church. Having all the commands from the beginning, and having been brought by his infinite goodness into this precious land of promise or church, behold, I say, if the day shall come, that they will reject the Holy One of Israel, the true Messiah, the Redeemer, and their God, Behold, the judgments of him that is just shall rest upon them. may look like maybe it's not happened immediately, but God works on his own timetable, and he will do what he's promised here, that the, his judgments will fall upon them. Yea, he will bring other nations unto them, and he will give them power, and he will take away from them the lands of their possession, and he will cause them to be scattered and smitten, which he did do to the Native American Indians. And there's a warning again to the church that he'll overrun it with the false doctrines of the creeds and the, and the evangelical uh, false Christians and, and those who love to, uh, to pretend to worship uh, God, but instead worship a false God of the creeds and teach false doctrines and, want to live their lives any way they want and just claim that they accepted Jesus and therefore it should excuse them from a life of, of living a sinful life with no effort at all to repent or reform their lives or to truly come unto the biblical Jesus Christ. Okay, so now move to 13 through 20. Oh, that she would awake, awake from a deep sleep, yet even from the sleep of hell, and shake off the awful chains by which you are bound, where so the change was buying the children of man, that they are carried away captive down 
to the eternal gulf of misery and woe. You continue to worship those false creeds, you are going to this, uh, as he says here, eternal gulf of misery and woe. You cannot be saved worshiping a false god and worshiping a false Jesus Christ. Of this you must repent. Of this you must come back and begin to believe and the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ, the biblical Jesus Christ, the one that showed his hands and his feet to his apostles after he rose from the dead, who said he is not a spirit, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that he has. So they then touched his body. The woman touched his body. Then they saw him on multiple occasions eat fish with his apostles. He has a body, hearts, and passions totally contrary to the false doctrine being taught by the false uh, uh, Christians from these evangelical groups and Protestant uh, Christianity. Uh, they worship a false God and a false Jesus, not the Jesus of the Bible. For that Jesus rose from the dead. So awake! Awake from a deep sleep, even from the sleep of hell, and come back to the true biblical Jesus Christ. Awake and arise from the dust and hear the words of a trembling parent whose limbs you must soon lay down in the cold and silent grave from whence no traveler can return. A few more days and I go the way of all the earth. But behold, the Lord hath redeemed my soul from hell. I have beheld his glory. And I am circled about eternally in the arms of his love. And oh, how may we always and all be able to say that in the closing moments of our lives, uh, just as he did uh, here. And these are all promises that you can know prior to death, that you are sealed up to eternal life, that you have made it, that you will make it to the celestial kingdom. You can then receive this gift of the second comforter, to see Jesus Christ on a regular basis, to have him open the heavens and visions of eternity to you. And therefore I have beheld his glory, Lehi said, and I am circled about eternally in the arms of his love. 16. And I desire that you should remember to observe the statutes and judgments of the Lord. Behold, this hath been the anxiety of my soul from the beginning. The main thing I want as, the, as your parent is just to know that you're keeping the commandments of God. That's all I ask. My heart hath been weighed down with sorrow from time to time. For I have feared lest for the hardness of your hearts, the Lord your God should come out in the fullness of his wrath upon you, that ye be cut off and destroyed forever. Oh, that a cursing should come upon you for the space of many generations. And you're visited by sword and by famine and are hated and are led according to the will and captivity of the devil. O my sons, that these things might not come upon you, but that you might be a choice and a favored people of the Lord. But behold, his will be done, for his ways are righteousness forever. And 20. And he has said that inasmuch as you shall keep my commands, you shall prosper in the land. You want the secret to success? It's right here. Keep the commandments of God. But as much as you will not keep my commandments, you shall be cut off from my presence. It's always a blessing or a cursing. You keep his commandments, you will be blessed by prosperity in the land. 
you reject the commandments and don't keep them, you shall be cut off from the presence of God. 21 through 24. And now that my soul might have joy in you and that my heart might leave this world with gladness because of you, that it might not be brought down with grief and sorrow to the grave, arise from the dust, my sons and men, and be determined in one mind and in one heart, united in all things, that you may not come down into captivity, that you may not be cursed with a sore cursing, and also that you may not incur the displeasure of the just God upon you unto the destruction, yea, unto the eternal destruction of both soul and body. Awake, my sons, put on the armor of righteousness, shake off the chains with which ye are bound, and come forth out of obscurity and arise from the dust. Rebel no more against your brother, whose views have been glorious and hath kept the commandments from the time that we left Jerusalem. And who hath been an instrument in the hands of God in bringing us forth into the land of promise. Had not been from there, wouldn't even had a boat. Right? And bring us forth into the land of promise, for were it not for him, we must have perished with hunger in the wilderness. Nevertheless, he sought to take away his life. Yea, and he has suffered much sorrow because of you. And 25 to 27. And I exceedingly fear and tremble because of you, lest he shall suffer again. For behold, you have accused him that he sought power and authority over you. But I know that he hath not sought for power nor authority over you. But he has sought the glory of God and your own eternal welfare. And he have murmured because he hath been plain unto you. You say that he hath used sharpness, and so it is with all the evil people who hear the true gospel Jesus Christ preached unto them. They claim these kinds of things that, oh, they're sharp, they use sharpness, oh, they, you know, uh, and these sort of things, right? Yea, say that he hath been angry with you, but behold, his sharpness was the sharpness of the power of the word of God, which was in him. And that which he called anger was the truth. According to that which is in God, which he could not restrain, manifesting boldly concerning your iniquities in 27. And it must needs be that the power of God must be with him, even unto his commanding you that you must obey. Behold, it was not he, but it was the spirit of the Lord which was in him, which opened his mouth to utterance that he could not shut it. Okay, so that was good chapter one there. And uh, let's look here, chapter two. A little bit water here for a moment. Okay. Uh, verse in chapter two, first one. And now, Jacob, I spake unto you, Thou art my firstborn in the days of my tribulation in the wilderness. And behold, in thy childhood thou hast suffered afflictions and much sorrow because of the rudeness of thy brethren. Nevertheless, Jacob, my firstborn in the wilderness, thou knowest the greatness of God. And, and he shall consecrate thine afflictions for thy gain. So there it is, right? God's 
promises we will have afflictions, but as we stay righteous and keep his commandments and rely upon him, he shall consecrate thine afflictions for thy gain. It will actually, the afflictions will actually turn out to be benefits to you. Wherefore thy soul shall be blessed, and thou shalt dwell safely with thy brother Nephi, and thy day shall be spent in the service of thy God. Wherefore I know that thou art redeemed, because of the righteousness of thy Redeemer, for thou hast beheld that in the fullness of time he cometh to bring salvation unto man. And thou hast beheld in thy youth his glory, his glory, not just saw him. We talked before about that. You could see him without seeing his glory. But he saw him in his glory. Wherefore thou art blessed even as they unto whom he shall minister in the flesh. For the spirit is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the way is prepared from the fall of man and salvation is free. Now at uh, verse 5. I think, uh, there we go. And men are instructed sufficiently that they know good from evil. We've been blessed with a conscience. We know from a very early age what is right and what is uh, wrong or evil. And the law is given unto men, and by the law no flesh is justified. No, by the law, men are cut off. Yea, by the temporal law, they were cut off. And also by the spiritual law, they perish from that which is good and become miserable forever. Wherefore, redemption cometh in and through the Holy Messiah, for he is full of grace and truth. Behold, he offers himself a sacrifice for sin. Look at these very detailed Old Testament-related period time uh, uh, prophecies of these Book of Mormon prophets. You don't have this in the Old Testament because we saw before the great and abominable church took these parts and, and cut them out. Okay, so moving on here, verse um, 8. Wherefore, how great the importance to make these things known unto the inhabitants of the earth. Not just one tribe, not just one people, but it's our obligation, our responsibility to take the gospel through the whole world. That they may know that there is no flesh that can dwell in the presence of God, save it be through the merits and mercy and grace of the Holy Messiah, who layeth down his life according to the flesh, and taketh again by the power of the Spirit, that he may bring to pass the resurrection of the dead, being the first that should rise verse 10 and because of the intercession for all all men come unto god wherefore they stand in the presence of him to be judged to him according to the truth and holiness of in him a lot of people don't understand that when you die you go back to the day of judgment and even though you're going to be found guilty that's part of the rewards that god brought you back jesus brought you back made the way that all can overcome spiritual death and come back to the presence of God. Look here at some great philosophy here, and we recommend you read it on your own time. Hey, well, I'm sure if you look at my 
2020 um, uh, uh, lesson. Now that that, that was uh, signified one through five. I don't know why they went one through two this time around, but if you look at that uh, video, you'll learn a lot more detail. Probably these next uh, the parts here. Okay, so now Lehi starts talking about the things that he's read through the uh, scriptures. And he talks about the devil here. And he says um, in verse 17 of chapter 2. And I, Lehi, according to the things which I have read, must need suppose that an angel according to that which was written. So Satan before he fell was what? An angel. He was a very powerful angel. According to that which was written had fallen from the heavens. So he's just supposing this. He doesn't know this uh, for sure. He's supposing after reading those records that that's what happened. Wherefore it became a devil having sought that which was evil before God. And because he had fallen from heaven and become miserable forever, he sought also miserable mankind. So he's miserable forever and ever, but in, in order to try to make him feel better about the situation, he goes around trying to make people um, to become also miserable. Wherefore, he said unto Eve, yea, even the old serpent, who is the devil, who is the father of all lies, wherefore he said, Partake of the forbidden fruit, and ye shall not die, but shall be as God, knowing good and evil. And after Adam and Eve had partaken of the forbidden fruit, they were driven out of the garden of Eden to tell the earth. So remember, sometimes in the scripture they talk about Garden of Eden, but we know it's not Garden of Eden. It was the Garden East of Eden, right? Very clear in the Genesis account. And he, he first was in, uh, uh, he was first in that, um, uh, he's got Eden. Remember, we have Eden. We don't know whether it's a city, town, or what it was. We have Eden, the gardens on the east side of the Garden of Eden. Uh, on the east side of Eden, not the, it's not the Garden of Eden. And uh, so basically, uh, that's what happens there. And in the verse uh, 20, they brought forth, um, in verse 20, and they have brought forth children, yeah, even the family of all the earth, whether whether 100% directly or, or not, uh, the uh, uh, their children and grandchildren and so forth spread forth their DNA throughout all the families uh, of the earth, as it says here. Twenty-one. In the days of the children, men were prolonged after they had first greatly sinned, so that God would, out of His love and mercy, give them a chance to repent, that they might repent while in the flesh. You see, wherefore their state became a state of probation, and their time was lengthened, according to the com commandments which the Lord God gave unto the children of man. For he gave commandments that all men must repent, for he showed unto all men that they were lost because of the transgression of their parents. And now, behold, if Adam had not transgressed, he would not have fallen, but he would have remained in the Garden of Eden to till the land. And all things which are created must have remained 
in the same state in which they were after they were created. And they must have remained forever with no end. So they would have remained forever in the Garden of Eden, right? Now we know that there's Eden on the outside. So in the Garden East of Eden, right? We, but know that there is a garden. Um, so we know there's that garden, Adam and Eve. We know there's also the 12 apostles running around. And we know that the, that this Eden may have been the, the people there. We know when Adam uh, gets expelled from the garden and they have children, uh, when Cain kills Abel and Cain has to leave, he goes off to the land of Nod, the land of Nod, and finds a wife there and marries her. Right? There's a lot of things going on if you actually pay attention to the Bible. Pay attention to scriptures and not just imagine things in your head and then take that approach to scriptures around and learn to read the Bible and the scriptures independently for yourself so you can truly have the greater knowledge and understanding of the things that are taking place. Okay, so now... And so then he says, some that appear in 25, Adam felt that men might be, and men are, that they might have a joy. So men exist to have joy, and Jesus brought that about uh, now. And verse 27, wherefore men are free according to the flesh, and all things are given them, which are expedient unto men, and they are Free to choose captivity, liberty, and eternal life through the great mediator Jesus Christ of all that, but to choose captivity and death according to the captivity power of the devil. For he seek that all men might be miserable like unto himself. That's his goal. He's miserable forever, as we read earlier today. Now he wants to make as many people miserable as he can. Uh, verse 28, and now, my sons, I would that you should look to the great mediator and hearken unto his great commandments and be faithful unto his words and choose eternal life according to the will of the Holy Ghost. And not, and not choose eternal death according to the will of the flesh and the evil which is there, which giveth the spirit of the devil power to captivate, to bring down to the small. Bring down uh, to captivate to bring you down to hell that he may reign over you in his own kingdom. I've spoken these words unto you, all my sons, in the last days of my probation, and I have chosen the good part according to the words of the prophet. And I have none other objects other be the everlasting welfare of your souls. Amen. And so it is as we develop our love for one another, as we develop a, that love. We will soon, excuse me. <coughs> As we develop love for one another, we will desire the welfare of each one's uh, souls. We'll do our best to teach them the true gospel. We'll condemn false uh, religious beliefs and teach them the true religious beliefs and teach them about the ordinances of the gospel and teach them to be baptized but also hold the praise and authority of God and teach them to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost after this baptism. 
and teach them to continue forward until they can make it to the temple and take on additional covenants and receive additional blessings from God. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in and you're not yet a member of his church and kingdom upon the earth, we welcome you to come. Reach out to the missionaries. Tell them you're ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. They will help you get started and help prepare you for your baptism at the forthcoming. Excuse me. <coughs> for those of you who found inactivity in the church, we welcome you back to be one again with the saints of God and to fill that spirit with one another in your local ward or branch or congregation. Of these things and the truthfulness of the doctrine of Jesus Christ that we have looked at and taught today, we testify it is true. It is the will of God, the power of God unto salvation. In closing, we also leave our blessing upon you that you may have safe shelter overhead, that you can sleep peacefully at night, and enjoy knowing that you are under the blessing and the protection of God, the Eternal Father, and the Son, Jesus Christ. We bless you with food to eat that will make you healthy and strong, and, and bless your bones and all body parts of yours, that they shall be healthy. We bless you to Find the right appropriate jobs for your life that God will help you find find employment. We pray that uh, that you shall be healthy and strong. We uh, pray uh, that you will come and continue to grow in the knowledge of the truth of the gospel and want to make those covenants of God. We love you. We pray for you every day, and we testify of the truthfulness of these things. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.